0: How hard did you push it? Till I black out? Yes. Numerous times, yes. What's happening, municipals? This is Big C, and Jen is here this week. We are talking one of our favorite courses, uh, Yochidehi out in Brooks, California. Really, really fun course. Um, I would say a very playable video game course. It, it definitely is, is, feels a little, you know, unreal when you're out there. Conditions are immaculate at all times. A lot of elevated tee boxes, um, wide open fairways it's a really fun course and probably one of our favorites in northern california ashton how you doing this week
1: i'm good man i'm excited to to see you soon it's been uh i was gonna say unseasonably warm but i don't really know that that's a thing in san francisco it's just not normally because seasons here are like whatever but yeah it's uh it's like 80 degrees here we're recording a little early on a thursday uh but i just did a, a little workout in the park and I, I, I mean, San Francisco is unique and I, I love it. But at, while I was in the park, I saw a woman uh, doing a some sort of like native American dance, which that's not me. That's not me like saying that in like a, you know, a white person way of like, Oh, I think she's a, no, like she, she was literally, she had incense and like, was like, again, I, I didn't know if she was native American. I sort of assumed so, but that was interesting. Um, I also saw a 80 year old man in a speedo, um, who kept turning with the sun and while I was jump roping, I definitely got, um, You know, is it fallout boy? It's a, is it more than you bargained for? Yeah. Like that, that, that is what happened. Um, saw a little bit too much there, uh, but nice to sweat. So yeah, um, it's, uh, things are good. Uh, still have not played a ton of golf, played a a little bit of golf, played snuck out on Friday with a friend of the pod, JD played metropolitan. Um, just a PSA to everybody to keep getting out there. 50 bucks, great greens. That place is great. Um, also the wind was blowing 20 miles an hour. So watching JD hit a six iron from like 150 made me, you know, have faith in humanity that conditions are real. Um, and then on Saturday, played with uh, another friend of the pot, Hussey. We did um Uh, little match play at, uh, Harding park, which was fun. Uh, we actually, me and Hussey are doing a hashtag play it back initiative. We're like, we hit it far enough. We're like, no, like let's, you know, not if it's like 7,200, but if in doubt, play it back. And I shot 83, Hussey shot 87. I sent him down the road, took front back in total. Um, he he played well overall. He just like, he just kept making bogeys, but, um, yeah, but also just wanted to shout out Hussey because he just qualified for the, uh, the pub links uh, shot 80 today. Um, he made an eight on the last hole to shoot, to shoot 80. Uh, I think his text was, you know, he hit it great and putted terribly. So I think, you know, the direct quote was, uh, I need a new putter and I need putting lessons because I think he said he missed, I, I don't know. I should be reading the text, but I think, I think he missed, uh, three putts inside of, uh, four feet in the first five holes. So I don't know, but Huzzy, we love you. We're proud of you, but, um, yeah, it might be a great time to go see, you know, Sam Putt Lab, get a little numbers, go go have a, a lesson because the dude strikes the shit out of the ball. But, you know, 80 with an eight and, uh, you know, bad putting. Like, we can just get Hussey to strokes gained neutral on putting. It'll be a game changer. When so. you
0: hit 70% fairways in reg and about, like, 75% greens in reg and you shoot mid-80s on average, dude, He he's – I mean, he's – incredible to be honest like to watch him hit the ball is incredible to watch anybody that's ever played with Hussey it's yeah it's fun to watch him play until he gets on the greens and I've always said Hussey would be a scratch golfer if he could get his putting figured out I mean he'd be one of the best golfers out of easily all of our friends all of our buddies
1: well, the scary thing is as soon as he gets it dialed in he's going to go overnight from like a five to a plus one and it's going to yeah. be no fun to play with them.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a solid five, um, can be a nine on certain days, but it, it's all dependent on how his putting is that that specific day. And that's always yeah. his, his crux. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: I I think for him, I know you obviously hooked him up kind of at the the top of the bag with everything. But I know he, you know, we we were sort of joking on Saturday. He like knows how to play with his wedges. But if you give him some kind of new wedges, new grooves, properly swing weighted, and then a you know properly fit putter, I think it's a game changer. Because Chris, I'll tell you to give you some some real time feedback of kind of our fitting. Uh, Well, I mean, this is less about the fitting. I just had multiple moments on Saturday where I was like. Oh, new wedges make a difference. Like I had, I had balls spinning backwards which I like I've had to think too much about like fighting my wedges. The ball sort of like flies and stops, but I had a, a kind of a, a wedge in and hit it to the hole and it like zipped back. And I was like, Oh yeah, br- brand new, you know, b- brand new Callaway jaws wedges just kind of really biting that, that Pro V1X. So I was like, Oh, this is going to be a bit of an adjustment. Like, um, so, but yeah, if we can get that guy some new grooves and uh, a putter and, you know, his, uh, his air quotes bachelor party is coming up soon. So something for us to think about how's he and how's he don't fucking text us? No, 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 no. Like it just not. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We, we got we to gotta get the boy down then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll, f- we'll figure him out. I've always yeah. said that um, I'll bet you he's in the wrong toe hang and style of putter. And I've said that for the longest time. Uh, for Hussey is i i know for a fact that putter is not is not fit for him
1: all i know though is we t- we told the story about what hearing about when you guys played against each other and the cookout and him draining a 15 footer and just kicking your ass with his putting is like the one good day he's ever had putting was against you with a, with a lot of marbles on the line which is just I mean, just it just shows like that—that's golf right there. <laughs> yeah, and it's just
0: it's hilarious. I've seen the guy, I've seen the guy, you know, shoot an eighty-nine because he's had like thirty-nine putts in a round, and then he does that against me in a in a you know two ball. It's just it it's frustrating, but hey, that that's what golf is, and that's that's how yeah. it is. But yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: um, and, and you, while I was in the park with uh, an eighty-year-old guy with his hanging out, um, you were playing. Uh, You're at a Tristan tree, huh? Which again, Tristan tree is not spelled. I got it, the piece of feedback is Tristan tree is not spelled how you think it's spelled. I think of it as Tristan, like a person's name, and then T R E E, but it's not spelled that way. No, it's
0: tristing with a Y Trist- and ing at the end.
1: Well, no offense, Chris. What you say sometimes is not exactly correlated to like you know. It's so like you're not the most like enunciator. You're not like no. Christopher Christopher Reinhardt, master fitter at Club Champion. That's not exactly how it is. So I've heard Tristing Tree. I really have Tristing Tree, but it's yeah Tristing Tr- Tristing Tree.
0: Yeah. You know yeah. why it's called that? I, I think I said that last no. week, but. Yeah, I still don't still don't have an idea. I haven't haven't asked around about it, but
1: I, I'm gonna ask when we get out there.
0: Yeah, it's the second time I've played it. Um, have really loved enjoyed it, and we're gonna do a deep dive on it after you come out next week. Uh, and we're gonna get out there and play it with uh, our guy B Mace, friend of the pod. Um, and it's it's great course, Oregon State. You know, track great practice facility for the college kids and for any public golfer out in the area. I think it's one of the best, um, best bang for your bucks within like a 30, 40 minute drive of where I live out in Salem now. So it it probably going to slowly become my, my home course that I probably play the most. Yeah. And, And is it again, we'll do a full deep dive, but it's
1: pretty affordable, right too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, with a cart i paid you know mid 60s today so not not bad at all and,
1: and you said three hours and 40 minutes three hours and 40 minutes which i know it's thursday but as we all know with how how booked courses are dave like time of week doesn't matter anymore like a golf course no. it's like oh it's super open on a tuesday it's like no you can't get tee times on a tuesday
0: no and i was a single and they they just squeezed me in they pretty much had a stacked tee time or tee sheet and even with the stacked T sheet, both times I've played were under four hours. Love that. Yeah. Really, really good pace of play. I, the track is fun, too. I mean, there's only about four holes that you really got to worry about your drive, but you, uh, outside those four holes, you can blast it all over the place out there. You know, it's pretty huh. wide open. Dan Hickson redesign in, I think, 2009. Sweet. So, yeah. really, really cool, really cool setup. Yeah Awesome Well I can't wait to play it It's gonna be
1: It's gonna be a blast And oh the irony You were just saying If it's 80 degrees And beautiful in San Francisco this weekend Mm -hmm. Coming up to Portland And it's gonna be You know Rainy But that's just That's just the way The cookie crumples But as a good transition Speaking of hot as fuck Yochidehi It's so For context It's in Brooks, California Which for those of you not I don't even care if you're local You kind of have no reason To know where this place is Unless you go It's I forget exactly, but I want to say it's like two hours north of San Francisco. I mean, it's literally in the middle of
0: nowhere. It's more, it's more like east of San Francisco because you you take yeah. eighty all the way towards Sacramento, and then you kind of go up north about you know twenty twenty yeah. miles off of off of eighty, and so it, it's like you said, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's attached to a cas- Indian casino um it it doesn't play like a Ah, it does play like a resort course but it's a better design than most resort courses i've played
1: Um, i would say i would say from a resort perspective and i know we're gonna you know do our usual rundown but i mean i think like we'll talk about walking and opinions on that but like these are the plushest golf carts you will ever have like the seats are so comfortable like like concerningly comfortable. Like I don't know what the deal is. There's like rims, th- there's water everywhere. So it, it's just more of like, and uh, you know, like they have like a really nice like GPS system that shows you exact yardages to the flag, so it doesn't actually feel to your point like a resort. It's just more of like the amenities are like there's literally bottle. Like, I there's know there's not. There's it was, there's bottle like huge things of bottle water on almost every hole. Granted, there needs to be. I think when we played there last summer, it was like 106 when Jack and I were playing. But it has like just amenities out the ass for sure. Like just tons of amenities.
0: Yeah, it, the in kind of the walkability of the course is is kind of like how you talk about the judge out yeah out in Alabama. I mean, kind of the same first tee shot. Yeah, way up in the air,
1: no depth perception. Not sure where it is. It's the same tee shot.
0: Same same thing. Very elevated first tee um, first tee shot into the fairway, and it's just not a walkable course. It's very mm-hmm. very spread out. I mean, I don't even know if they really allow people to walk, especially when it's really hot in the summer, because yeah. I mean, even though they have water on every hole and, and they do offer, you know, like little water bottle um, service throughout the entire course, it's, it's just hot. I mean, 106 yeah. to 110 dry heat, most of the year uh, while they're open and just, a lot of elevation change, and it's it's just not a walkable golf course. So, well, I mean, you have I'll to go out there
1: and – Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you from personal experience. So, last year, uh, Jack and I did a 36-hole day out there, and we decided we were going to walk in the morning when it was cooler and then we were going to ride in the afternoon when it was warmer. And what we found is the issue actually wasn't you, – you, you're correct on, like, number one, for example, because for context, for people – I don't know how but you're probably 120 feet above the fairway like like you're you're way up there so that sounds bad but if you actually think about it the rest of the course is pretty flat outside of like one and ten where the tee boxes are the issue is is that every single person on the rest of the golf course is riding so our issue was You know for us to take the switchbacks down the hill on one a normal group would be like on the green we're not walking slowly it's just we have to walk down switchbacks with push carts you know so the issue was i mean jack and i like we're not the fastest players per se but like you know we're way faster than the average walker but we just couldn't keep up because everyone else is zipping around in carts so it's one of those where it's like i would just say look i love walking I would just say, I think, I believe, you'll have to correct me. I think carts are included. Again, carts are included in the price of them or not. They are. I would say just, just take a cart. Like for pace of pay and play and flow of the golf course, if you walk, you're going to be the only person walking. The cart girl walk, drove, cart person drove past us multiple times and was like, what are you doing? I and mean, even the marshal came out and was like, guys, he's like, you're playing slow. And I remember Jack was like, well, we're, we're playing ahead of the four hours and 20 minute pace. And the guy was like, I mean, he's like, the roadblock is here. It's because y'all are walking. So I would just say ride.
0: Yeah. that That's a good point because again, I, if it's, if it's a course that most people walk, not going to have an issue, usually you're going to have to wait in a cart and that's your choice to be in a cart. And, yeah. and drive up to your ball and wait just because you don't, you don't want to walk and create the same pace as the rest of the course. But, the, again, this course, 95 99% of people playing that day are going to be in a cart. And they're jamming, too. Like, again, it's a resort course. People are running up to the ball, hitting and going. Like they're trying,
1: they're trying, they're they're try, literally trying to get, probably trying to get back to the casino. Because again, yeah. I think it's also a place like most people are not driving two hours from SF to play yocha. They're probably staying right there, jamming a three hour round, and then get back to the tables. That's probably. I mean, that makes it sound unappealing, but like the golf course is like wonderful because the other thing, Chris, I think you told this to me. It's like unbelievably green because they have access. They have like access to water because they're basically they have no watering limitations on the golf course yes because they're on a reservation
0: because,
1: yeah so like it, it can be pristine because they can do things from a watering perspective that the rest of the state literally cannot do is that right
0: yeah it's so they have you know basically when you're on a reservation it's no longer the state of California or a piece of property that is owned by the government at all, um, or has access to, it is all ran by the Indian tribe that, that inhabits that reservation. So they, they kind of have their, it's kind of their own wild, wild West situation. They kind of do what they want and they have a lot of water reservoirs and stuff that they, that they utilize to keep the course extremely green. So even in a place where most of the year, most courses are burning out the rough and you know only watering greens and fairways to, to conserve and to be able to have a decent enough playing um, surface, they're lush year round. No matter when you play Yocha, it is absolutely lush. And the one thing I will say about Yocha as well is I mean it was ranked on the Golf Digest, you know top 100, I think within the top 10 or 20, like three or four years. I mean it's it's a very, very well built course, well maintained course and and highly into, or uh, highly wanted to be able to be played um by many people across NorCal and people traveling to NorCal to play yeah. as well.
1: Well I even saw this week. I mean, again, this is I think these people I, I appreciate their work, but also I think they're a little a little bit of thirst buckets. But some of those people who are just like golf photographers, like Evan something, something, I don't know. But like that guy who's like posting about like Sand Valley and like I mean like big time golf courses. He posted this week about he spent four days at Yocha and shot the whole course and I was like in my head, I wouldn't think of Yocha as a place that like a golf course photographer, it's been four days. But to your point, I mean, for sure. And the other thing too is like I've given you shit in the past before where you're like, to be honest, I couldn't remember a hole out there. Like, I would say that Yocha has like <laughs> like I think that there's like twelve right answers for your favorite hole. Like I mean, and there, and I can't really think of a bad hole out there. There's some kind of snoozy holes. Like two is like a leg par five where you kind of hit your driver anywhere but right. Hit it up by the green, you know, but you could, but like there's a lot of really, really good holes out there. So, I mean, really good conditions, you know, fast pace of play and like 12 or 13 memorable holes. Like, you know, sign me up for that. Granted, we'll get into this. It's, if you don't have the Troon card, it's like, pretty expensive but it's you know it's really i mean again i just said there's like 12 or 13 really good holes like most people are paying you know you were talking about langdon farm charging 115 bucks and like i'm not sure tra- i've never played i'm not trying to drive by shoot langdon farms but if you're paying 115 for Langdon farms like okay like buck up and pay whatever it is a yocha like what like once in a while and you'll love it
0: and also you can you can catch them on stay and play Uh, Deals as well out at the casino where you can stay and and play the course for, you know, a pretty good rate. And then also, if you keep an eye out on, you know, some of the websites that we've mentioned in past uh, podcasts about where you can get discounted rates and things like that, you can catch Yocha, you know, sleeping a little bit and you can get some discounted rates. And again, if you've got anybody that has a Troom card that you know, they also allow you to utilize that for buddy rates and you can get discounts. So, um, you know, there's different ways to get, get cheaper rounds out there, but yeah, I mean, if you're in the area and you don't have access to any of those, or it's, it's still worth the money that they're charging. Cause it, in my opinion, one of the more premium golf courses that you're going to be able to play in, um, Northern California. And I even for less than Harding park, I think it's a way better track.
1: Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I guess the only caveat is you just said if you're in the area. Like you're not going to be in the area, no. I think. Like you're just you're not going to um but you know, I think since especially we're focused more on the Bay Area. Um I know for like my friend of the pod like Levi who lives in, you know, Roseville. It's like an hour from Roseville. Like like if you live in like the sacra- greater Sacramento area, it's a lot closer than the actual like like for living in SF. But again, all the time no, but I would say that like once a year, I got to make it out to Yotra. You know, I, I just think it's it, it's 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 worthy of that, even at full, at full freight.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into the holes. Um, so again, we talked about hole one. Hole one is an elevated tee shot. Uh, if you're playing from the tips, four fifty four. If you're playing kind of where I I've kind of been hovering in, uh, which here. It would actually be the three ups for me um so if you're if you're playing the tips you're you're kind of looking at uh 7300 which i my wheelhouse right now and what i'm playing because i'm not doing the the t backs like you and you and hussy 65 to 66 is kind of the distance that i'm hovering in nowadays i if i see that on a on a uh scorecard that's usually the tees I'm going to be playing I can go to 67 68 if I want to or depending on who I'm playing with but if I'm going out to just enjoy the round um, I'm hovering around 65 6600 and so that would be the green tees um, for me or I'm sorry that would be the white tees for me and and that's right around 65 uh where you would play Probably would be the one-ups, because I doubt you and Hussey would be playing from 73. Uh, 69 would be where you guys would be playing, which would be the one-ups on this. But very friendly first hole. Nice, you know, it's a little bit far uh, from the whites and from the golds. But you're so elevated that you probably are gaining an extra 50 to 60 yards off the tee. On, the, on this hole if the wind isn't coming in your face.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I think I hit driver gap wedge into this hole. Like, it's 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 not <laughs> – because, again, for the 50 millionth time, it's 105 degrees, humid as hell, and you're way up in the air. Like, the ball is flying. It's the opposite of the golf I'm used to playing where it's, like, sea level, heavy air, ball's not going anywhere. Like, the ball is flying. But, Chris, one thing I just wanted to quickly mention is, like, I, I really I, – I think that – We've talked about this a bunch, but I think that, like, I love that you've just sort of been authentic to the T's you're supposed to play, right? Because, I mean, I think we're, like, Hudson returned to this, I think, a couple weeks ago, but I think the USGA says that if you hit it 275, you're supposed to be playing at, like, if you hit it 275, you're supposed to be playing, like, 67, 68, and like, you don't hit it 275, right? You hit it like mark 260. So it's like, cool, th- those aren't the right, like that's not the right tees for you. Like, And I think also too, what we might even try when I play with you is like, you know, using the great kind of gin calculator is like, cool, I'll probably play one back from you. And, you know, like that'll kind of affect what, what kind of the shots we give. But like, th- I think that's great, right? Because sometimes the think we feel pressure. Well, I've even seen like there was at Harding or two times ago where the guys we were playing with, I'm not trying to drive by shooting, but they were probably like 15 handicaps and I was playing from the backs and they were like, Oh, we'll pay it back there too. And literally I made a point to say, you don't need to do that. Like, there's no reason for you. Like you guys, like, it's not weird to be playing from different tee boxes, just play where you feel comfortable, right? A 15 handicap playing at 6,900
0: yards. Like that's no
1: like That's not, they're not going to be fun.
0: No, like if me and you were to play, both play the golds here, which would be 6,900. If we did the handicap calculator, you would be giving me four strokes where if I played the two ups and you were playing the golds, if I was playing 65 and you were playing 69, we could easily play straight up and not have to give anyone strokes. And so the handicap system doesn't, always necessarily mean you always have to play the same tees it also dictates where you're supposed to play from that evens out the playing field so if if you're hitting an extra 20 30 yards behind me on some of the tees that's evening it out because you hit it about 280 on average and i hit it about 260. So we'd be in the yeah, same I, spot in the fairway every time. Wh-
1: I play one tee behind you and we hit it in the same spot and we play straight up. Like, that's how it should be for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, unless I miraculously get stronger and I hit it further. I mean, that's that's the only difference in our game, really, is your mm-hmm. distance to to me. And, like, if we're playing it to where I'm hitting it, you know, where I normally hit it, play shorter tees, that's, that's the way we do it.
1: Yeah. But to get back to kind of the whole uh, yeah I think I think one's a great hole. Basically also two if I remember correctly Chris I think that on uh right on one and two if you if you blow it right it's actually a protected area where you get a free drop which like is kind of stupid in my mind like cuz it's essentially a hazard. So, I mean, like in theory, though, you can like blow it off the planet, right? And then you get a free drop. Again, I don't, I think that's because of a protected area. And there's a ton of room left. So, it's super scenic. um, And it's just a really good kind of handshake hole. And then moving to two, it's very, I mentioned two is kind of snoozy. But just snoozy in the sense of same idea, right? If you hit it in the shit, you get a free drop ton of room left and then it's just like a pretty straightforward part five where there's not a lot of area where you can get lost and so it's, it's actually a really good i think when i played there i birdie hit both times it's a really good birdie hole um so it kind of gets you off to a fast start where it's like really scenic handshake first hole pretty like comfy comfy uh you know uh par five to kind of get you off for the races so you know if you're playing well there's you could easily be kind of one understanding on three and be like, okay cool let's go
0: and again, talking. I know we, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but with those tees, it's you know for you it would be a five hundred and fifteen yard hole. For me, it would be four eighty. That's the thirty yard difference there. Yeah, I mean I don't want to stress that point too much, but like that's where it comes into play, where we're both going to hit it in the same area. It's giving us both the same challenge and it's evening out the playing field in a well-designed golf course is going to have tees set up properly to compensate for that. You know, it, if they're putting your tees and my tees within five yards from each other, yeah, that's a poorly designed golf course. I mean, you're, there's no advantage for a person to move up at that point, but if it's that big of a difference, it's absolutely a smart play and way more fun. To, to play with your buddies if you're both playing from the applicable tee boxes. But going on to hole three here. Hole three is a really is probably one of the hardest holes on the golf course, in my opinion. Um it's a par four it, it, it's it's literally the hardest hole in the golf course. Well it ranked hardest, but I think it's a true ranking. Uh sometimes it the one handicap on the golf course is not necessarily in yeah that's a fair point hole. um where this guy has a large bunker middle of the fairway where it pretty much 90 percent of people are going to land if you blow it left you're also going to be dealing with bunkers on the left hand side with two massive bunkers over there and then it's a you know fairly decent size green but it slopes front to back and has this false Uh, or I'm sorry, slopes back to front, and it has a false um, drop-off on the backhand side of it that goes down into this catch basin, and it makes it an extremely challenging approach shot because if the pin is playing back, it's going to create, you know, issues if you try to go pin seeking for it because you're most likely not going to stop a ball on these greens. They're very hard. Um, They roll very true pretty quick as well, so... If you throw it at it, you're probably going to end in that catch basin on the backhand side, or if you leave it short, you're going to have a fairly uphill putt to, to, get, to get it in. But leaving the ball below the hole is actually the best way to play this, this course when you're approaching the greens. What are your thoughts on hole four? First par three that we, that we see.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's deceptive because, I mean, I think that it's, it's got uh, – there, so there's water, but, I mean, the water is really not in play. Um, I think the big thing that's interesting about uh, number four is there's like a, a reverse C bunker. And I, I don't think I – obviously, I knew and I never played it before. I didn't realize that. And so it really places a paramount uh, – really places a lot of importance on distance control. It's a pretty big green – uh, but I remember you know I, I took a little bit more club and I ended up in the back bunker uh, of course one of the big pros here is bunkers are you know in excellent shape so bunker shots are, are not super hard um, but I think it's just also just a really striking hole with like the sand and the water uh, but just a, a really good hole and again um you know from the gold teaser I'd be playing 174 yards and I think the wind was in my face and so you're talking about hitting like either like a a chippy six or a seven and i think that's where i think the pin was in the back so took that six iron and kind of bounced over the green also just to remember this is why i switched to the graphite shafts now so excited to not have that happen moving forward uh but a very kind of stern test again to have like a seven, six or seven iron into um a, a par three early in the round i think that's kind of your first long iron that you have to hit or longer iron that you have to hit but certainly a good hole and again, I to your point, don't agree. It says this is the fifteenth hardest hole. Like, it, it's the handicap is fifteen. I, I don't think that's right. I think it's harder than
0: that. That one, it definitely is incorrect. Um, I do like that there is that wraparound bunker on the right hand side because it does save you. F- There's a lot of courses that basically would just have that as mowed out grass, and if you made it, you know, you hit it on the right hand side, it would go straight into that water over there. Where I think it's a nice kind of. Savior and, and safe spot to be in because you have a lot of green to play with out of that bunker. Um, and one thing I love about the hole is the green complex. So you have a false front uh and then basically two bowls on either the left and right hand side on the backhand side, and then there's a spine that runs through the middle that funnels into either bowl. So if they really want to make it a difficult hole placement that day, they're gonna put it right in the middle of the spine. And so your ball is either going to roll left or right. It will never kind of sit there. Um, or if they put it on the front hand side, you know, you really have to throw it to the back and hopefully it sticks and doesn't roll into one of the, one of the bowls, but it's just a very well-designed design hole. And I think that's going to be kind of the common theme throughout the, throughout the course, because then it leads yeah. into uh hole five, which is, Again, one of my favorite uh, holes. Everybody knows that listens to the podcast. Short par fives, gettable par five fo- or par fours are my absolute jam. I love a short par four. There, there's nothing in golf, in my opinion, that rivals a short par four. And this well, is I was gonna make
1: fun of you, Chris. This goes back to the tees, though, because from the gold tees, it's 402. So like, it's short, but it's like driver wedge it's not like i'm gonna drive the green so no. again like no but i'm saying for you it'd be 326 it's a 75 yard difference on the tees so my, my point is like that's a huge difference here you know
0: yeah it gets. Oh, be... i'm
1: sorry are you were you saying you'd play
0: wider i green? would play white so it would still be 384 but i'm still getting myself into more of a you know eight nine iron category uh into the into the hole, then I would be hitting like a six or seven if I played from yeah. your tee boxes. So, yeah. which I mean, you would be more I, I, I would of a nine that, pitching wedge.
1: I would disagree that this counts as a, a, a short par four. Okay, it's but not necessarily
0: I, I, a short par four. It's a well-designed par four.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, again, uh, this this is probably a good thing as we agree too much. I don't agree with you. I, well, I think I just think this hole is very vanilla. It's like you can hit it anywhere. There's no trouble off the tee there's a bunker right in front of the green that like just, you know, club up one. And like, this is one where it's like, if you make bogey, you have made a mistake. Like it's a par, it's just a par, you know?
0: Yeah, I get that. I think, I think what I like about it, it probably the green complex um, makes me, makes me like the hole a little bit more than what it is. Uh, because I do love a lion's mouth style green. I mean, it's one of my favorite like architectural designs that I, I come across on a golf course. And if anybody doesn't know what a lion's mouth green is, usually what it is, the C shaped like kidney bean shaped green that has a bunker right in the middle front of the green that kind of fills the middle of the C or the kidney bean uh, shape. And, it it just gets me every time i don't know why it's just an architectural feature that i have always really really enjoyed um maybe because it's all of the um the opens that i've watched overseas that's a big architectural feature that you're going to see in lynx golf um it's on a lot of courses you know in ireland scotland places out there so maybe that's why I, I love it so much because it kind of gives me a little hint of that. But yeah I, yeah, I see what you're saying. It definitely is a bit of a handshake when it comes to your tee shot. There's not a lot of shit that's going to get you in trouble other, if, other than if you blow it left. There is a bunker that's perfectly placed um, left of the fairway. But the bunkers on the right-hand side are literally not existent at all off the tee all right and then on hole six par five i would say it's probably one of the most visually appealing holes uh bunkers dead center kind of bunkers everywhere big miss area on the right really large green back there for them to have many different hole placements i I, again great hole well designed i think it's probably one of the most visually appealing holes out out on the golf course. And then we get to hole seven.
1: Yeah, hole seven, also another really great par three. Uh, bunkers kind of, uh, the, the bunker, at least for me, kind of short left, it's, it's perfect placement because I think when I played this twice, I kind of hit my traditional, like, you know, as I've called it, uncompetitive iron shot in the front bunker. But the big thing to note about this green that I remember is it slopes front to back. So I remember that when we played this, the pin was back left, and so out of that bunker, I actually had a great bunker shot where I basically landed it on the green and it rolled all the way down the hill. So it really kind of slants and cants all the way. So I think that's a great design, right, where you have to fly the bunker, but then it's going to be landing on a down slope. So you got to kind of come in with the right approach angle, a right attacking, a right attack angle, no approach angle. Uh, but it's a great hole two really really good par threes on the front nine but then we have eight and eights this is where you can talk about a yes. short par four it, eight is like a fantastically
0: super fun hole this is what what my favorite style of of holes are so this one's it's not a th- not a 390 yard no. hole like i love you but like come on come on so even from your tees, <laughs> this one's 300 my t's would be 266 very gettable with the driver for me as a guy that drives it 260 yards. It's a risk reward hole because you can either lay up and have a nice 90 yard wedge in, or you can go for it and, and you're going to risk the trouble of the rough and massive bunkers right in front of the green. So it's a big risk reward, but I think it's, it gets everybody. When you step on that tee box, I doubt anybody hits a hits a layup on there it's it's definitely one that every single person is gonna want to pull a driver and go for it
1: no i mean totally because also too i remember when I played there i hit a little uh you know going for the green i hit like a, a little baby cut in the front bunker splash out my bunker shot you know the first time I made birdie second time I made par and it, it's just there's there's no reason not to and I think that's good because yeah I mean you can hit a five iron but I sort of like a short hole where it's like no, you need to just go – just, just hit the shot. Like, don't, don't overanalyze this. Just hit hit the shot, you know? Yep.
0: And then you get to nine, and and nine is, is a bit of a challenge for – It's know, hard. A par four. All uphill, uh, bunkers scattered all over the left-hand side where your aim point is right off the tee box. So if you're not hitting a, a draw – for a right-hander, or I'm sorry, a fade for a right-hander on this on this hole, it, it's gonna be very hard for you. Um, if you're but, a draw but the player, hard part it's though gonna is, be very difficult.
1: The hard part though is makes you wanna to go to the right. And if I remember correctly, there's like, kind of like heather grass. So like I hit a yes. pole to stay away, but then I like lost my ball. So it's like, yeah, you can play away from the bunkers, but if you hit that pole or for you, if you hit a kind of a slice into the heather grass, It's really hard. And then the green is super elevated. So if you're in that heather grass, you have to factor, like, how is it going to play out of there to, like, a very uphill green. It's just a really hard hole. Like, I think nine is, like, one of the hardest holes
0: out there. I I do think that the play on this hole is a three wood and not a driver because driver is going to get you in way too much trouble. Three wood is going to still give you a decent distance in, but not enough to where you can't pull uh, you know, five or six iron to, to get it up there.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And then we go to 10, uh, 10 is one of my favorite holes out there. Uh, a, a par five, again, very visually appealing where you have essentially like mountain kind of, it feels like cliffs over on the left. You have water over on the right, really places a paramount on a t- on a good tee shot there. Um, but then even if you hit a really good tee shot, like insanely uphill shot like to the point where like if you hit it just short it's going to roll way down the hill Really kind of undulating green. So I think that like I remember I hit a hybrid all the way up there, but then like didn't quite get it on the you know, I, I I pulled it right and the pin was all the way on the left and I was struggling to make par. So again, like if you hit a good tee shot, it puts you in a good spot. Um, but the 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 approach shot in being so uphill, kind of to a, a blind green that's very challenging. Uh again, makes ten a not a hole where you're a par five where you're looking at your chops going, let's make birdie. That's for for sure. It's it's much harder than that
0: no it it's a very very hard hole and then you get to 11 which in my opinion is also another really hard hole um it's it's slightly uh uphill uh the green kind of slopes back off to the right hand side it pinches in the middle with these two with these two bunkers that are pretty much dead center left and right so it creates a very big challenge off the tee, because if you're a guy that's going to hit it 280, if you blow it left or right, you will be in one of those bunkers. So it it's really challenging off tee. If you are able to hit a good tee shot, your second shot is a lot less challenging, but I think, again, it's one of those kind of risk reward holes where if you, if you decide to play it safe, it's not a bad play, but if, you hit a very good tee shot, it's going to be, it's going to drastically reward you.
1: Yeah, if, if you hit a good tee shot, you should be making birdie. Uh, Easily. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely gettable, but it's all about the tee shot there. And then you have 12, another kind of visually appealing hole, mainly because you start to kind of uh, just suddenly out of nowhere, the like vineyards appear. So like you have like you have, uh, vineyards kind of all around the green on this one. This is another one where it's all about your tee shot because there's it's there's sort of like a speed slot essentially. I think the first time I played this, I like topped my driver and like had in you know forever like three hundred yards. The next time, I killed my driver and had in like eighty yards. So there's like a speed slot. Very undulating green, but definitely a very visually appealing hole with uh, the vineyards, uh, which really takes us to you know thirteen, which is like the vineyard hole, but another, another great par three.
0: And again, what you're going to get nothing but visually appealing holes out here. I mean, it's, it's, again, it, there's a reason why people go out there just to um, do photography on this course. It's extremely beautiful, well-kept and, and well-designed because there's some bunkers just in front of the tee boxes that really have nothing to do with create a visually appealing setting um it's it's a pretty mundane hole except for the distance i think that's really what makes this a hard hole the green is massive i mean if if you put you know you're a good face on the ball you're not gonna have any issue hitting this green but You're gonna probably be pulling either a hybrid or a wood out because even from my two thirty four, I was gonna say for you that would be that would be one of your hybrids. For me, that would be you know my my apex UW, and that's it's it's hard to control a wood or hybrid to land a green. So that's that's where the challenge comes in. But it's a very large green, very accessible, in my opinion, from even that distance.
1: It's a great hole, and again, even though like you know that the bunkers are, uh, performative, I would say, it actually is very visually appealing, and there's just a lot to think about because you're aware of the fact that you have a long club in your hand. The vineyards aren't really in play, but you're aware of them. You see the bunker right in front of you. You just need to get up there and commit to hitting a good shot with a long club, and I think that's obviously great. Um, man, I don't know what it is. I hate fourteen. Like it's it's not that it's a bad hole. It's just. It's like a divided hole. So there's basically you drive it into one fairway that's, you know, basically 275 to the end of the fairway. And then it's all about angle because if you cheat and you hit it short, you're basically blocked out. Um, and I think both times I hit poles, right? Which is like the worst place you can be. Because literally I had to like pitch out, And then, but then I remember both the first time I didn't pitch it far enough. So I like, I pitch into the fairway, but it's not far up enough to hit it on the green. So it's not that it's a bad hole. It's just a hole that I really, really struggled on. And I think both times I had really good rounds going and 14, both times I think I made, I made bogey once and double. And I just walked off being like, fuck that hole. Not that it's a bad hole. It's just what you need to do is really probably just hit a 230 yard shot. 250 yard shot out to the left like further left than you think and then just trust it because in your in your head you're like oh if i just go farther right i can cheat you can't you're gonna get blocked out don't do it just stay left hit a 240 yard shot and you'll be fine uh but actually a pretty good hole because i've watched you know we all played in a very different way and it definitely chewed kind of everybody up.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those holes. I, I, I'm i going to disagree a little bit with you because I think it's a very well-designed hole because it, again, forces you to really think about where to hit it. And and if you want to take the risk, because you can cut the corner. And it even shows on the, on the course uh, layout that they have in the yardage book that you can, you can cut that corner, even from your tee from your box, you would be, you'd be at 262 to cut the corner over, over the shit that separates the two fairways, and it'd be 262. So if you really did hit your driver like you normally do and carried about 275, you could cut that corner and have about 90 in. But again, it really forces you to hit a really good shot. And it's not, it's a small window. And again, you're probably better off, like you said, playing a 230 to 240 shot into that left fairway and then hitting into the green. That's going to leave you, you know, 175, 180 club in. And, and that's going to probably be the safest bet. But I love it because it really makes you think at t tee box. And I think every time you step up to that hole, it's going to force you to want to change up the way that you play it.
1: Yeah, and to be clear, I agree with you that it's well designed. I'm just saying, like, it's like we've talked about where it's hard to talk about courses where you've played really badly, right? Like, you want to be, like, if you, if, if the first time you play Pasta tempo, you shoot 95 you're going to be like, well, I had fun, but like I made eight on 11 and I made, twelve. you know, you're like, it's really hard to like look past what you shot. And this is just the one hole that ate my lunch. But I will tell you again, maybe it's because I execute, I did not try to hit driver to be clear. I, again, I'm looking at the thing with you that says you can cut the corner. That feels incredibly stupid to me. Like you can do that. You also might hit a tree and have a ricochet a hundred yards to the right and make a nine. Just make your par and get the fuck out of there. That's my suggestion for 14.
0: And then on to 15. Oh, is a crazy. In boy. my opinion, this is golf porn. I mean, it, it really is. Like you, you step up to this tee box and you're just like, oh, I mean, it's, it's so appealing to the eye. Even if you're a non-golfer, I think you'd be like, wow, this is a cool piece of property. I mean, so the tee boxes run right along this little like lake pond that they have. And then it creates a Creek that runs along the entirety of the hole, which creates two separate fairways, one on the left-hand side, one on the right-hand side. And both of them have very high risk rewards. If you go either route, I, I would say, and I don't know if you agree with this going into the left fairway over the water in my opinion is the easiest route to go but you have a it's a very wide piece of fairway but you have a big miss left and right yeah
1: well i mean i'm not gonna lie this is a hole that like i need to replay because if i i I, we weren't exactly sure what they were doing but i think they were they, they actually killed the fairway on the left so there was no grass and there was bunkers. So what they did is, if you hit it over there, you got a free drop into the other fairway. Again, it it, it was like not the way the hole was supposed to be played. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the move having like because we said fuck it and we played it both directions. I think the move is to hit, like, a 230-yard shot over in the left fairway, and it gives you the best angle. Because to your point, if you hit driver, you can actually pull your, for me, pull, you push your driver, like, over into number 13. Like, that's what somebody in the group did. And then you have, like, you can't see the green. You're, like, in the vineyard. Like, it's just not good. Just get up there and hit a smooth shot, 230 yards to the left fairway. You've got a perfect angle in. Um, I mean, I guess you can hit it in the little Creek there, but like the Creek is very small. So I would say go left, hit it two thirty, and you'll be fine. Really good green complex too. Very subtle,
0: very subtle, good, good green complex, fun hole. And that makes me a little sad. Last time you played it, they had the left burnt out because I thought that was an incredibly well-designed, um, you know, a little add-in to have that creek that runs along the middle and give you that that separation and um, thought process of which route would be the best way to go.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But you then... We moved to 16, which yeah. I,
1: I actually... I mean, I think 16 is the worst of the par 3. It's not bad. It's just a little snoozy.
0: I think I'm in the same boat. I don't think there's anything special about it. I think the only thing that makes this whole challenging is, again distance that that's the only thing that makes the par threes challenging i think on on this entire course is there isn't any relatively short par threes especially if you're playing the way back or or the gold where you would be playing i mean 180 for you is a nice smooth six iron um where for me on white at 161 that's a you know a smooth seven iron for me which it's a little bit more accessible with a seven iron six iron your dispersion gets a little bit wider so it, it makes it a little bit more challenging for anybody from the golds but it's again very boring i i don't think there's anything fantastic about this hole other than the creek running along the left that makes it visually appealing this
1: is one we you're allowed to give your like nothing related really report back. I mean, yeah. the one thing I will say is I do remember that the green co- the green complex is like very tilted. But I-, I think the hard part is because there are so many visually appealing holes, having one that's like this it's sort of like yeah, it just is what it is. Like there's water, but it's not really in play. It- it's just it's fine. But then it-, it finishes strongly. I mean, I think 17 and 18 or two like. Very, 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 very tough holes. Because seventeen is a par five where, like, you and really both these holes, you really need to execute. Um, seventeen is a from the tees I would play five twelve, but man, it feels longer because uh, there's a bunker. Like, if, if I pull it a little bit or you push it, you're going to be in the right bunker, and then the hole feels super long. At that point, water on the right side is entirely in play. So yeah, you may be laying up with like a six iron, but if you miss hit it, you could for sure hit it in the water, and then you have like a peninsula ish green where the ball can again totally go in the water with 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 uh, with bunkers left up by the green. So I mean, it's one of those like it for me, seventeen and eighteen both just make you feel. Really uncomfortable, the very whole claustrophobic,
0: um, very tight. Yeah, I the green on 17 might as well be an island green because, yes,
1: yes, like almost if you miss it at all, yeah, it's almost
0: 75% of the green is wrapped around by water. And, and then on the left hand side, if you miss the green left, you've got three giant bunkers that all slope down towards the water, towards the green, yeah, which make it impossible to get a good bunker shot out of there and trying to stop it without it rolling into that little bit of rough that is the only savior on the right-hand side of that green for having your ball go into the water.
1: Yeah, 100%. but 100%. Then
0: we get into 18, final Which stretch. Which is, according to
1: Handicap, second-hardest second hardest hole in the course, 423 from my tees, 417 from yours. And, like, you can't hit it right water all the way from tea to green um and again like once you get to i mean i guess in fairness it's it's pretty long but the point is like bunkers sort of come into play and it's just again you said it best claustrophobic is a great way to put it
0: yeah there's there's nowhere to miss off the tee. left you got bunkers right you've got water hitting onto this green feels like you have it's a very it's a pretty substantially sized green but with the oblong bunkers that kind of surround the green it there's nowhere to miss i mean you miss right you're in the water you miss long you're in a bunker you miss long left you're in a bunker you miss short you're in a bunker there there's nowhere to miss if you yeah you know you're you're hitting green or you're, you're within a hazard of some sort. It's yeah very claustrophobic ending, ending shot.
1: Well, and the other thing too, is because of the way the hole is contoured, if you do for me, hit a pole or you hit a push into the water, it's going to cross, like you're basically not advancing the ball because like the way it's shaped, like if you, if if I, if I hit a pole, it's not going to really cover any land. So, the point is, you're basically having to just like drop. It's essentially a yellow hazard, even though it's red, if that makes sense. Like, you're just going to redrop and have to hit it again. And then once you get to the green, elevated green, tons of shit behind the green. Again, another one where it's like, you just want to make four. Like, it's crazy because I think there's some holes. And the reason I think Yoach is so great is, like I said, two, if you're a good player, you really need a birdie too. Like like the hole you were talking about with the lion's mouth green, if you're a really good player, if you're a one or two handicap, there's certain holes where it's like, you really need to make birdie. But then like when you get to like 17 or 18, it's like make a four or even make a five and then get out of there. Just don't make a six or seven. Like you can easily do that. If I, like, if I get up on, I think I did this same time I played. If you get up on eighteen, if me had a big pull into the water, you're you're literally having to re because you didn't cross
0: anything. So then you're hitting. It's like it's it's like hitting it ob. It's just it's a tough scene. Really tough scene. And and talking about another tough scene, I would say their merch game and oh interesting i didn't go in there yeah merch game is a very tough scene i i will say they have a very nice pro shop with a lot of gear but i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go hard on their logo yocha might have one of the shittiest logos in golf it is horrendous it's just it, it looks you know like what it was it is? designed and, yeah i don't necessarily know what it is and i hope i'm not uh, offending I was anybody. To say, why should it be tied to it, like a, if, the tribe? If it is you're tied to the tribe, but it's kind of the same way I thought about the the um, uh, Paiute when we were playing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just there. It looks like it was designed in the mid nineties. The the actual logo, it just is that like really crappy like southwestern script that looks like it was done in New Mexico or Arizona. Uh, It's just, it's just, in my opinion, boring, and it could be elevated a lot more. And I'd be more intrigued in their, in their merch game. But I think that's, they, they do have a substantial amount of merch, but I would never buy it just because their logo is, is awful. And that's a big thing. If I'm going to buy your gear, I'm gonna buy it because your logo is sick and your course is sick, you know. And even if your course is sick, I'm not gonna buy your gear because your logo sucks. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I will say though, as to to make up for that a little bit, again, we played thirty-six. so We had lunch. Lunch was good. Drinks were good. Really good facilities. And again, can't emphasize it enough. Really, 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 I mean, again, it's it's a resort. Like, the amenities are great. Like, you pull up. I want to take your bag. They put a little bag tag. Like, they really, really take care of you out there. Um, lots of water. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, like I said, it's a place where if you have a buddy like uh, like Aaron Munda who can get you out there for cheaper, like, for sure do that. But I would say to all of our listeners, especially if you're kind of in the, you know, Bay Area or, like, larger kind of, you know, Northern California area, once a year you know go play it it's worth paying full freight um it's just a really really fun golf course uh, and like i said holes where it's like you can go make birdies and holes where like you're truly like battling to make a par
0: yeah i would put it on the same list as like cinnabar and in Harding and, you know, there, there's just like a group of five or six courses that you play every year. That's true.
1: It is kind of Cinnabar. I mean, Cinnabar has got yeah. better green complexes, but like I, I they're they're from the same. I they're from the same cloth in my mind
0: yeah and it's just the price point gets you gets you at the point where you're not going to probably play it regularly it's it's a once a year treat and i think everybody's got that handful of courses in their area that it's just like all right perfect weather coming up in the next two weeks it's the perfect time to go out and spend that little extra money to play a really premium fun course with the guys. So yeah. that, that's what Yoach is. And, and that's what Cinnabar is. I mean, the price points just regulate your amount that you're actually going to go out there and play it. Yeah. That's why they're so sure. pristine in what they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The big, I think the way to do it, like you said, if you can do it, unless you have a true card, maybe if you do, uh, I think the stand plays a good idea. Cause I will say, I think I woke up at 5. AM drove up there, played 36 and drove home. And I, was exhausted like it was like i got home and like i was like i wasn't unsafe but it was one of those i was on the way home like opening my eyes really big like okay we got 45 minutes like let's buck up and, and get home you know um but yeah Great course. Go play it. Uh, it's about time for me to get back out there. I've not played there in about a year, but had a great time. But Big C, great to talk to you as always. Um, no, this was definitely, I did not kind of know we were going to be going hole by hole, but kind of fun. I mean, also shout out to Yocha on their website. Like they have this, like what pictures, distances,
0: yardages, like every place should do that. Uh, so definitely fun to kind of dive digitized. through. Uh, yeah, yeah. they basically digitized their yardage book, which I think more golf courses should do that because it really gives anybody that hasn't played a course, it gives them a little bit of a taste of what they're going to get out there and include pictures along with it of what it actually looks like when you're playing it. I think those little added things, some more golf courses could absolutely draw more people out there if they're adding those, those little bonuses just on the website. It doesn't seem that hard
1: yeah and if you're worried about like you know the, the two people a day who are, might not buy your five dollar yardage book you're doing something you know that's on you like don't people will still buy the yardage book but yeah i think it's a good way to kind of refresh and again of course we both love a lot so pixie I will see you shortly i know we'll have one pod in between our uh kind of full blown um uh kind of portland slash salem slash corvallis golf trip but uh great to talk to you man and uh yeah we'll talk soon yes sir peace